street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Do you hold a belief that you really think is true that you want to just spend five minutes discussing? No, in I don't think so. Thank you. Oh, really? Okay. So, buddy. Hey, what's up? You got five minutes to kill before you do your hike? Dude, awesome. I'm Anthony. I'm David. Hi, nice to meet you. I hope I didn't get you with my marker. Um, I uh, Can I record it? That's beautiful. Thank you very much. I got you. Tall guy. David? David? Yes. Okay. I just talked to a David. I have short five-minute chats with people to see what they believe and why. Hmm. Are you prophetic? What? Are you prophetic? What does that mean? Are you like, like telling the future? No, are you like led by the Holy Spirit? Um, I don't think so. No, okay. Are you? Not really. Prophetic. Are you religious? Um... I would, I would say I'm that I'm this not. way just because oh. of the noise. You're good, you're good. Yeah, um, I would say that I'm not. Um, like, I see um, it's really more about relationship with God rather than religion. Like, religion is man trying to find God, and all the time God's trying to find us. Okay. So, anyway. So. You don't ascribe to a certain religion, but you think a God exists? Is that a fair statement? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I guess you could categorize me as a Christian. You know, I believe in Jesus. Okay. And Jesus is the only reason I get to heaven, but... Okay. It's Jesus. Can we spend five minutes chatting about why you think Jesus exists? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to just try to be as neutral and as friendly as possible and, and not be in your face. Because okay. um, I want to understand why people believe these things. Um, there's a guy, the, the other David that was just here mm -hmm. uh, before these older folks, was convinced that there was a chupacabra. Hmm. So we just had a short chat about why that's the case. Mm -hmm. Can I get a sense of how sure you are on a scale from zero to 100 that Jesus exists? 100%, I have no questions. It's all confidence, no doubt. 0%, all I have is questions. I have all doubt. No confidence at all that he exists. Right, okay. And if you don't like the scale, we don't even have to do it. Yeah, uh, for me, it's, it's definitely 100. Do you have a good reason to be 100% sure that the God exists? Uh, yeah, it's it's personal experience. Um, like the same way that you would know that your girlfriend exists. You know, you spend time, you talk, and uh, and no one can convince you that she's not real, you know? Okay. It's just experiential. Um, if your girlfriend was here with us right now, you'd be 100% certain that she exists? because of the personal experiences with her. Yeah, the history. Yeah. And then uh, the reason why you're 100% sure your God Jesus exists is because you've had a similar kind of experience with that God? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. Is Do you care to elaborate as far as what the experience was? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, lot of different, a lot of different things. Um, for one thing, you know, the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and I've seen that in my life where um, circumstances have worked out a very specific specific way, and I can't—it's it's hard for me to explain explain that—but it's—I've seen my steps being ordered, 
and that's that's one area another area is just uh, quiet time where you get quiet and you spend time talking with God and during those times I wouldn't say you can actually like feel anything but but you know you're not alone you know you know that someone's listening and uh, so that's another area another area is is physical healing where the Bible says in Mark chapter 16 these signs will accompany those who believe in my name the lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover and uh, so I prayed for people and and they're healed and and at that time there's been times where I've done that and I've physically felt um, the presence of God there healing them through me okay you know? uh, and so there's a bunch of different areas like that 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 help me know that yeah it's really you know? so because we have a somewhat short amount of time can we focus on this idea that you know that you're not alone mm -hmm. the the steps being ordered is that what you called it yeah can we focus on that? I mean, I'm so tempted to go to the healing or the other personal experiences that you have, but you said that you feel or that you know that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. If we were to talk and you were to be less confident that you were not alone, would that affect your position on the 100%? I don't really understand. Yeah. Okay. So let's say we talk for three more minutes, and at the end of the talk, you're like, "Well, maybe I really was alone, and maybe maybe it wasn't really Jesus there with me." I know that he is. Like right now, you know that he was with you, and let's say you drop, for, you know, from certainty to about, "Well, I'm not really sure." Would that have a corresponding impact on your 100% certainty that Jesus exists? Oh, would that affect you overall, basically? Yeah. Are they tied? Um. I think there there was a time when they would have definitely been tied. Um, I think for me now the I think the more time I spent where I feel like I'm not alone, the the more time you know after a course of years, then now the certainty is there. You know, but obviously a long time ago it really would have affected me. Oh. Um, that's interesting. I think, I think like right now, having seen the physical stuff, and I know like we're trying to focus on on the other side, but the physical stuff of of seeing God heal people, and uh, and and then the prophecy stuff, um, that's helped solidify my natural thinking, my natural mind. Okay, this you know, in, in the natural world, this actually is is real. But yeah, I think that um, the the alone time with God stuff um, that could have. That could have, have changed things, you know. I'm really curious why there was a point in your life where if you were to discover that you actually were alone and there wasn't really Jesus there, that would have lowered your your overall confidence that the God existed. But now you're at a point that it wouldn't, even though it was one of the things that you mentioned as the reason why you're 100% sure that the God exists. Mm -hmm. Why was it important then why do you mention it as a reason why you're 100% sure, but now you're saying even if you were to learn that he wasn't really there with you, it still wouldn't affect your overall confidence. I'm really curious. Yeah. I think it's like you create your own history with God, really. Uh, just like you create your own history with, with anyone else that you have a relationship with. And... Uh, 
I mean, think about it like you're think about it like you're at a party and you get drunk the next morning. You're like, man, I don't remember getting in that fight. You know, I don't remember. You know, but I ha I see this black guy in the mirror. I know I got in a fight, but I don't remember it. You know, so you know, the shorter the shorter experience you have, the easier it is for you to doubt it. But the longer, the more time you get within your relationship, you're like, um, you know, well, I've I've I met this girl that night at the party, whatever. But you know, what did we really talk about? I can't remember. You know, hmm. whereas if you if you talk to someone every day for years, then you get more certain. Are you saying that you're you're less willing to examine the reliability of a method that you use to get to the God belief? after you hold it for a lengthy amount of time? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be preventing you from figuring out that you were mistaken on something? If, if it was such an important thing to get to where you are now, even though you're, you're locked into it now, you're, you don't even really think that much about it, it sounds like, but it was somewhat formative for getting you to this belief. And now what it sounds like you're saying is that I believed it for so long that I'm, I'm comfortable believing that it was true. But if it, if it wasn't true, David, how could you ever figure it out if you're not willing to re-examine the validity of it? It's a valid point. Um, it's just, just like everything. You, you don't check you don't check under the hood of your car every time you get in your car to make sure it's working. You know, the first few times you might have done that to make sure, okay, is this thing going to run? But after you've driven it a long time, then you're like, I don't need to check anymore because I know all these times it's been there for me, you know? So. Is it possible to extend the metaphor? Sure, you know, you, you've been hopping in your car, it starts up every time, it drives like a dream. But perhaps under the hood, things aren't looking so good caps are loose and liquids are dripping and hoses are are, are fraying at the ends. Mm -hmm. Is it important to occasionally inspect the engine and look under the hood and examine the belief? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it is, that's part of the relationship, you know, that, um, in the same way, like, I don't, it's not a thing where, okay, yeah, I, I, I talked with God, you know, two years ago, I don't need to talk with Him anymore. I continue that relationship, and that's how I know that it's still there, you know? So, it's a, yeah, the metaphor definitely should be extended, you know? Well, thank you very much. I really <laughs> love that talk. Yeah. And I have a card for you with my email address on it if you want to, if you want to chat some more. Ideally, I'm looking to have uh, multiple conversations with the same person. I don't know if you come here a lot mm -hmm. or not, but... Um, a couple times a week. Yeah. Do you really? Okay. Um, I'm going to try to be out here for the next couple weeks. Okay. Um, and I would love to chat with you again to maybe keep the conversation going. Mm -hmm. Or we can even do it now if you want. I mean, I've got nothing to do right now. Um, I think I'm going to do my run, but... I understand. I'll be here on Wednesday, so... Wednesday of this week? Yeah. About the same time? Uh, I don't know. I'm um, usually uh, every uh, every Monday and Wednesday. I'm I'm coming here to run. So. Nice, nice. Okay, well that's really cool. Um, thank you so very. Do you have any questions for me at this point? Uh, nope, not really. How did you feel about the talk? And you're not going to offend me at all. Uh, it was good. 
it was good. Um, you're you're non-confrontational, you know, and uh, and the the stopwatch thing I think helps people realize, okay, you know, I'm not gonna get held here in a sales talk, you know. They know, okay, we're just you know gonna do it for a short time or whatever and get on with the day. It's so. exactly one of the reasons why I do it. Even though almost always when we hit five, usually people are having fun and they want to keep talking, but. Um, yeah, I think more people will stop if they know I'm not going to just hog their time and pre prevent them, especially on a beautiful day like right today. Right. Although it started off pretty horribly. <laughs> so. Nice and humid. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, it is very humid. It's like Houston weather. Yeah. Are you from this area? Uh, yeah, San Antonio. Really? Yeah. Okay. My whole life. So. Oh, okay. Nice. How about you? No, I'm from the Midwest, okay. uh, Chicago area. Oh, windy, cold, snow. Very, and in <laughs> fact, it's probably even snowing right now, believe it or not, there. Yeah, they usually just get one more snow before before spring shows up. Mm. But um, no, I've been I've been in Texas since like 2000. Mm. So I've got two kids, and they were born here. Cool. They're San Antonio raised. So what brought you to San yeah. Antonio? My wife's job. Okay. Yeah. Military or no? Um, she's yeah. a doctor. Okay. So we. Um, I was like, as long as there's no snow, I'll move there. <laughs> Anywhere that doesn't and, have snow. And and we've lived in Houston before, and San Antonio is a great place to raise a family. Do you have kids or? Uh, no. No? Okay. All right. 25, so. Oh, are you 25? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. That's incredible. Good, good. And I'll let you get on. Yeah, I'm going to get to the next person. Hey, really nice to talk to you. That was and your name again? Anthony. Anthony. Okay. And uh, enjoy your hike. Okay. Enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hi there. How are you? Good. You got five minutes to chat? Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.